It's the Blanket Fort with Katie and Eric. What are you going to do? What's up, everybody? This is Luke Nukem here on WBAD. BAD stands for Balls and Dingers. <laughs> we're the Sports Talk Radio Show here in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And we're here with a special guest. We're with a special episode, really. You know, it's uh, COVID-19 has kind of uh, kind of killed our vibes here at uh, WBAD. Uh, normally, we're uh, broadcasting baseball games and, uh, and things for old people to fall asleep to, but... Uh, since uh, since the quarantine, it looks like we're going to have to uh, do something a little bit different. So we're going into our personal lives, okay? This is from my, our weekly show. Uh, thank you for joining us here today. Like I said, my name is Luke Nukem. Uh, I am, of course, uh, second cousin of the video game character Duke Nukem. And I'd like to introduce you to today's guest. So today's guest, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um... I am just so tickled to be here today. I um of course your your loving wife, uh Daisy. And um actually my full name I, I people might be interested to know uh Daisy Duke Nukem. Um because <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh it's a cute story how we met um across the park uh, at, at our family reunion. Um I always, I, people, people usually start smiling, sometimes even laughing, and when I tell them that detail, so thought it might be useful here. And uh, and uh, again, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't get, I don't get a chance to come on these programs because you, as you said, you, you're usually talking about the baseball and balls and, and, and dingers. And uh, if you, you ain't know, got balls, and if you ain't hitting dingers, you ain't on my show, unless, well. Unless, unless it's you know uh, unprecedented times, <laughs> like we have here today. Well, Daisy, I'd like to thank you for coming on today's show. And, uh, and I'd like yeah. to thank you for Please my for my wine spritzer, honey. Of course, we always love a good wine a wine cooler, a wine spritzer, a spritzer, whatever it's called. Uh, some people drink white claws. I think that's pretty pretty lame. Uh, white claws, pretty disgusting. Pretty much, basically, if you just poured uh, sparkling water on top of a piece of fruit and it just fell off the fruit, that's now, the now, that's now, a white claw. Now, Sprite and some white Zinfandel—that's that's a whole different story. Well, you add some Sprite to any sort of wine or any sort of uh, any sort of like uh, vodka. Uh, usually, I'm I'm more of a vodka person myself. Uh, vodka with some Sprite, um, maybe a few pieces, a uh, few ice cubes, but that's about it. I'm slipping in my Dave Rubin impression, so that means we gotta keep going with the show. Like I said, my name, Luke Newcomb. We're here on WBAD Radio, W Balls and Dingers. I'm usually your radio play guy, play-by-play guy, uh, doing the baseball games, but instead today we got a special guest, a special episode for everyone. We're talking about Doomsday. Yeah, 2012. It's just one of our favorite topics as a married couple. It really bonds us together to think about 
the end of it all and and what our relationship means and what it all means and what what it means to be a, a human being. That's that's right, Daisy, and I, and I told you a story about doomsday prepping at the family reunion where we met. And I, I just like tell the audience, what did I tell you about sort of my philosophy on doomsday prepping and uh, how important I feel like uh, doomsday prepping is to a uh, a smart person. I believe what you said to me is that doomsday prepping is the best, most positive thing you could do for your soul. Wow, that's amazing. That's true. It's something I said. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we're going to be talking about doomsday prepping. You know, we're going to be talking about our bunker. Obviously, we're in a bunker. Uh, that's where I'm doing the radio show. Uh, obviously, it's we're recording cozy, this. It's, it's not coming out over here. It's a cozy little bunker. I really think we should be doing this on video. You know, we could really show the show the audience what uh, what we've got here. But maybe we could do a, ver- a verbal tour. A verbal tour. Yes, of course. We could do a verbal tour okay, well, right of our now, bunker. Right now, obviously, we're in the studio slash kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the walls are sponges, and it mm. makes cleaning really easy and you know, it also insulates for sound, and um, and then, and then of course we have the gun room, uh, which is a good. How, what percentage of the of the bunker would you say the gun room is, honey? Uh, the gun room is the biggest room in the house. Uh, it takes up about seventy percent of our square footage. And we do sleep in the gun room, so it, gun so room, it doubles right. as a bedroom. Yep, there's always at least two guns pointing at me and all times at the nighttime in case uh, somebody tries to cut my throat um you know i just press a button right next to the side of the bed bam shoots that guy ha, right in the face ha, i ha, ha. ha got him got him honey had to uh, do it to him Fernie. so we um and then we have of course um our ration area where we we our supply mm. area where we have you know we have our ham mm-hmm. we have our spam oh, we have oh, our, cl- our clams what? we have our yams we have um uh uncle sam's famous salsa mm. we're gonna have to hear about uncle sam's famous salsa later i got some recipes for all you doomsday preppers out there i got some recipes to sort of get you through the end times He's you know, he's getting me through the end times we're with getting these through recipes. It. Let me tell ya, we're getting right through it. You know, we're you know we've had to get a little bit creative with some of the uh, with some of the recipes. So that's kind of the uh, sort of the inspiration for some of them. You know, sort of creativity and uh, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta turn water into wine or uh, whatever. Um, well, we got plenty of wine. Well, we got plenty of wine, obviously. At least, we, at least three years. At and this we stole pace. at least forty guns from the, you know, from the federal supermax prison uh, nearby our town. So, uh, you know, I'd say we're pretty much set. You know, we we're gonna tell you all about our setup. You know, what scenarios we've sort of prepared ourselves for. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in the world. We got to think of everything. You know, doomsday preppers they think of everything. You know, like, so, yeah, yeah. How can you think of what to do f- about some, something if you don't think about? I it? I have some questions for you, honey. That's well, that's great, and that's why we're here. We're here to answer questions. We're here to learn about the end times. We're here to learn about what were we gonna do during the end times. Are we going to be reactive? Are we going to be smart? Are we, Are we going, going to be, to be stupid? radioactive? Are we going to be radioactive? Radioactive. Are we going to be true. on the radio actively right now? 
Are we going to welcome ourselves into the new age of doomsday prepping? That is really the source of our conversation today, I would say. Um, I really hope everyone's li- listening up. Yeah, no, really. This, this is, is great information stuff. here. And and you know what? We're just going to do a quick thing. How about that? Really fast. We're, uh, you know, like you said, we're going to learn about what are we going to do? You know, what are you going to do? That's really the sort of the sort of like every day what's going on you wake up you put on your socks and it it just just fills you with dread what what am i going to do that's right you put your dick sock on okay you you start to you you think you know what which do i want to go with the small sock and make it look small do i want the big sock obviously i can't fill the big sock take the middle sock obviously uh, you know, you get up for your day. And I don't you, know why it, you even give yourself the choice of those other socks, dear. You, you always pick the middle sock, and it just... I always pick the middle sock. It's, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, you know, me, I'm, you know, I'm six foot two, 205 pounds, you know, the average guy size. Um, really, if you're any smaller than that, uh, guys, just walk into traffic. Uh find a cliff to fall off of you know that's that's what i would say as far as your guy you're less than six foot two 205 pounds you're probably not gonna make it well this is a this is kind of what we're talking about honey uh, the people who are gonna make it through this doomsday uh they've got to be the best of the best i agree you know we need the best that's why you know when we think of who are the best doomsday preppers out there you know uh, you know, there aren't really a whole lot of uh, well-known doomsday preppers, but at least one doomsday prepper that we do know of is Ronda Rousey. Now, Ronda Rousey is someone who has been out there saying things like, I'm a big doomsday prepper. You know, this is really groundbreaking stuff for doomsday preppers in the mainstream. And Just, she's a woman. And she's a woman, which is great. Uh, really, sort of adds legitimacy to the uh, to the cause, um, you know. We because we you know we're always painted as these sort of uh, just you know backwards types, you know. Like that's not really what we're about. Uh, we are progressive sometimes. Just you know, with doomsday prepping, you we're know, we get a bad rap. We're expanding our minds. We get a bad rap for things just because we're expanding our minds. We're thinking of the things that normal people wouldn't even th- think of, you know. Uh, you know, what are you going to do is really the question of the day. And Ronda Rousey has thought about what they're going to do. They said as a doomsday prepper, they think of it as a very positive outlook on the world. And I'd say I agree with that uh, positive outlook mentality. You know, really doomsday prep is all about I'm going to make it, you know, and other people aren't going to make it. And I don't feel bad about that. That's what it means to be a doomsday. You can't feel bad. You can't hold space for them. There isn't enough room in the gun room. There's no room in the gun room. There's plenty of room in the gun room, but it's not for for other people. It's for guns. guns. Maybe if we have a dog or, you know, maybe a children one day, uh, you know, maybe they'll sleep in the gun room and we'll, you know, sleep outside. That would really mess up our rationing. It would really mess it up. But, you know, I would just say that doomsday prep, very, very positive outlook on the world. You know, we're uh, you're just expecting yeah. it to end. No, you're just expecting everything to end. So, so you cherish it. You cherish. You really cherish everything, and you think every thought you have is special. So you have to tell everyone what you're thinking. It's just part of who you are. You know, you gotta you gotta tell people. You know, 
all about, you know, that virus that was definitely created in America and sent, to, you know, all over the world to, uh, to, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what, you know, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. I'm just, I've obviously decided that something happened, but I just don't know what. And that's what I'm trying to think of. What is happening in the world? Um, but so we have to go over all yeah. these hypothetical scenarios. We're going, we're going we over We have to go it. over them soon. We do have to go over it soon. And, uh, but I just want to, Ronda Rousey, <laughs> instead of my alcohol apocalypse plan being a handle of alcohol and maybe tears, which is a lot of people's plan, I'm like, I'm going to make it. If anyone's going to make it, I'm going to make it. And that's how I feel about being in a doomsday, being in the bunker, you know, hanging out with your boys, with really just, really just your wife, actually. Uh, drinking, uh, you know, some beer that They're you made. Still drinking, you can drink. You can still drink. It's just not with your boys. Um, put up, you know, maybe pour out a little bit for your boys who, who probably haven't made it. But anyway, like we've been saying, we want to get into these scenarios, okay? Because that's what really what we've been thinking about. We've been, we just obsess about what if, you know? That's a doomsday prepper. That's somebody who has the future in mind. So. Without further ado, Daisy, I know you have some questions for me, and I'm going to try to do the best I can. I've been thinking all day about whatever these questions might be. Okay, hon. All right, so, you know, as you know, as the listeners know, faith is a big part of our relationship. Faith is a big part of our, our relationship to doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, what if Jesus comes back and has a really bad haircut, but he asks you what you think? What are you going to do? <sighs> That's do a good question. Handle that socially. How do you handle Jesus Christ, the Son of God, allegedly, uh, coming to your door the and saying, The second coming. The second coming. It's the first coming? When was, when was the first coming? When he came, you know, at first, when he, was, when, he, when he came to us, and then he died, and then he came back. But how did he, how did he get there, though? That's what I'm wondering. Who came first? It, Mary. He, Mary he, came first. Yes. Well, I hope I thought, she did. I don't know. Maybe the Holy Spirit. My, is very I, good I very in much, bed. I very much doubt that. I don't think they had even discovered women ejaculation until at least the 1500s. I didn't say ejaculation. I just, uh, he, orgasm. Whatever. I don't. I don't know the difference. It's, it's fine. But our religious beliefs. You know, we. You know, we. I would say that you know, as you do unto others, as you would want them to do to you. What I would do to Lord Christ is I would call him a hippie and tell him to go get a haircut and uh, call him a commie. You know, that's really, you know, Jesus Christ, great guy, seems like a really great guy and all, but, uh, you know, he just wears flip-flops all over the place. He's got no socks. Uh, It just seems like, you know, he seems like one of those punk kids that I just want to beat up that lives in my neighborhood. I don't know. So, okay, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with that answer. Um, uh, pretty good. So pretty next good. next question is a, a very topical. So let's say I have COVID and I'm also What's COVID? What what is what is COVID? So it's that it's you know what it is. You're pulling my leg, you know. It's the thing. It's the Corona pirates, right? Yes. The one they they come to your sh- they come to the ship, they take over your ship, they say it's my ship now. The Corona pirates. So I have that, and I'm also a zombie. What are you going to do? COVID zombie. Oh, good God, a pirate zombie. Oh, my God. 
I guess I'm going to have to call Davy Jones <laughs> and uh, see what's in his locker and see if I can, you know, maybe blow, I don't know, maybe take a trip to the gun room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, honey, That's you know, you turn it. not turning, very romantic. Well, it's not romantic, but we're trying to survive here, honey. And you're, you're saying you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a pirate zombie. I don't what a what what's a pirate zombie gonna do? You know what can I do with a pirate zombie? I can't do a podcast with a pirate zombie. Uh, You're not even gonna try till death do us part. Yeah, but you did. You died. You you. That's what a zombie is. I'm Isn't I correct? Undead. Well, we never mention undead in any vow or anything that I have said, and it's not in the prenup. So, oh, you know, I'm just saying, legally speaking, I don't really have to do anything. I just. I just don't have to get eaten by a zombie. But, you know, in, in the case that your pirate zombiness doesn't want to eat me, doesn't want to steal my doubloons, uh, throw me over the ship, throw me into sea, uh, what I would do is I would play... You, we would, I would find Chinese checkers. And we would play Chinese checkers for a while because I believe that it's a game that anybody can learn, even a zombie, even a pirate zombie such as a You... Self. Do realize that we are not in a ship. We're in a bunker. I'm just saying. I just, I got a dream. A man needs a dream. A man's got a dream somehow. I just need to know that there's other things out in the world. Okay. So speaking of other things out in the world, let's say our neighbor Ned. You know Ned. Oh, I know uh, Ned. Yeah, Ned. That guy. Fucking so, dick, Ned. Uh, Ned comes knocking at the bunker door. He says the code word, mm -hmm. but his voice sounds off to you. Mm. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to look into the little keyhole or pee hole, peep hole, uh, <laughs> in our bunker door. And I'm going to ask him, I'm going to say, Ned, what do you know about Ray Finkel? And if he tells me that he's a soccer style kicker. Then I'll let him in, and if he says anything else, then I'll blow his fucking brains out. That that and that people. That is why we're we're educating you. We're letting you know it's you have to go beyond the code word. You have to have a secret set of questions. Ah, that's right. You gotta have a separate set of questions. Like it's how you keep your bunker secure. Like Coors Light or Miller High Life. You know that question can really tell you a lot about a person, whether or not you want to let them in your bunker. Oh my gosh, honey. Okay, this is perfect for the next question. You have to craft a signature cocktail that mm. represents your personality. Mm. What are you going to do? Oh, wow. That's a good question. You know, that kind of brings me to the recipes I have for later. I won't give it I won't get into them now. It's a you know, that's that's for later. This is a little sneak preview. It's a little sneak preview just maybe a little bit early my my signature craft uh my <clears throat> Uh, my signature craft. Uh, my signature craft. Um, cocktail. Anyway, cra craft cocktail. Okay. Clearly, Sprite has to be in it. It's got to be Sprite. Um, I take a, about a half gallon of Burnett's, and I pour the whole thing in. <laughs> pour the whole thing of Burnett's in. It's the best a vodka. Cauldron? It pour it right into the cauldron, right. Um, I pour a half gallon of Burnett's. Um, I pour one soda of Sprite. About twelve ounces. Um, I Ooh, sweet. I put in, uh, I put in a little bit of goat milk. Um, I put in 
um, a little bit of cheese that I had, that had crumbled off of my sandwich from earlier in the day. Uh, I eat cheese at least once a day. Oh, I love cheese. Oh, I love cheese. Anyway, I put that and I put cranberry sauce and then I mix it together. Okay. And then I add salt for flavor and, you know, I top it off with a little bit of gasoline. Dangerous. Yeah, a little bit of dangerous. It might set on fire. Yeah, I don't know. He, he sets everything he drinks on fire. Everything it's I drink sets on fire. Yeah, I just, it's a really bad habit it's I how have. It's that smoky voice. For it's the, for it's the really bad. It's, you know, my voice, I, I, I don't know if you could tell, but my voice, it's been changing a lot uh, throughout this episode. It's really because of all the smoky drinks that I have and... And some, it, it's just, the gasoline. it's the gasoline. It's making me a little bit loopy. I forget who I am. Uh, I think I'm Duke. You know, I think, I, I think I'm surrounded by girls and, and I'm just blowing shit up. But instead <laughs> I'm just, I'm just this fucking second cousin. Me too. Yeah. We have so much in right. common. Oh God. Um, okay. So <clears throat> next question. Liberals bash your radio program on their goddamned SNL. What are you gonna do? <laughs> SNL, SNL is a, SNL is a very funny show. I won't I won't let them take that away from me. I really love Weekend Update. Um, they bash me on any if they bash me on any other skit, then I'm fine with it. If as long as the very talented combo of Colin Yost and that other guy, uh, as Michael long. J. Sure. Um, as long as they don't do anything about it, I'm fine with it. SNL is a fine program, especially Weekend Update. Um, it's really where they put their two best people all the time. Michael Che, Colin Yost, clearly the funniest people in SNL in decades. I, I, I can't even com- – I can't complain. Uh, I really I really love it when they stick it to poor people. It's, it's just my favorite part. So I'm really hoping that SNL – Weekend update. Leave our shit alone. Okay? Please. SNL, if anyone else on SNL does it, I mean, who cares? It's Pete Davidson. I mean, doesn't Pete, isn't Pete Davidson, he's, he's just a weird guy. I don't know anybody else on the show. So that's, that's really all I got. So, this is a serious situation. Wow. This- the president... Oh my God! Calls upon you to assassinate a high-ranking member of another country's military. Holy shit! What do you do? What are you gonna do? Well, there is only one team that can take care of this. It's the B team. The B team. They're gonna go. You've heard of the A team. You've heard of the A team. The A team is fine. Okay, A-team, B-team, it doesn't matter. You know, they only call them that to distinguish each other. The it B-team... It doesn't mean that they're worse than the A-team. What we're going to do is we're going to sneak in with all of our information, with our passports, with our IDs, with our uh, driver's licenses. Sneak in where? Which country? Oh, just anywhere on the, you know, on the border of... It just anywhere in South America. It really doesn't yeah, The matter. president said it didn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. No. Uh, it's, it's fine. As long as it's not Brazil. Uh, but anyway, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna come in there. We're going we're gonna to be heavily armed. We're going to be heavily armed with our 
with our information from our from our home country, from America, obviously where we're from, and uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna infiltrate the locals. We're gonna get in there. We're gonna be like, "Hey, I heard your president was a cool guy," and they're gonna be like, "Well, you know," they're gonna talk start talking about how socialism is bad and how their country is a dictator. The 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 whole government is a dictator. One big dick. One big dick. And we're going to be like, wow, really? I don't know about you, but uh, I'd really like to see that guy go. And then, you know, we're going to start making ourselves known to these local people, and they're going to really buy it. They're really going to think that we're on their side and not just dipshit Americans. And, you know, it's. It, 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 and then, you know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, uh, that tweet, you know, the other day that, you know, you. You get there, you have guns, the third step is a mystery, but then the fourth step is you've won. You've done it. And to me, that's what I prob that's what I think will probably happen in Venezuela, I, you know, uh, some South American country or something. So, okay. Um Actually, speaking of yeah. Yeah. Okay, speaking of being tactical. All right. So, something trips the grenade launcher's wire trigger and sets off a set of booby traps we've carefully placed around our bunker. But the explosions um, solder our, our hatch shut, you know? It melts the metal. Mm. What are you going to do? Oh, my God. Because this is our safe haven, but we can only be here for, what, about three years? Yeah, and we got to leave at some point. What I would do is I would train my teeth, okay? I would start biting things all over the house. Anything tough, really hard to bite through, rock, uh, uh, I don't know, bone lying around, and I would train my teeth like a beaver, and I would burrow my way out of our bunker. I would go down, kind of like we're digging a hole to China. We're digging a hole to China, but instead we're just going further, far enough down, and then back up again until we're out of our bunker, and we have burrowed our way out of the bunker and out of harm's way. And then that way, we could still get back into the bunker. It would be kind of hard to do, but not impossible. We could definitely get back um, back to the bunker if we ever need be. Uh, but I, but I, that's probably what I would do. I would become a beaver. Uh, I would become a beaver, and I would train my teeth to become like beaver in I, one generation. I believe in you, honey. I believe in you. That's great. I, that. You know what? I believe in me, too. I've never not believed in me. It's really been kind of the best part of my whole life. Uh, I've I didn't graduate high school, uh, you know. I um, I didn't get a job until I was about twenty seven years old, and I just that whole time I was just smoking weed and eating trolley uh, bite gummy worms, and uh, and now I'm here, and now I'm doomsday prepping, and I'm doing something so, important. Speaking of doomsday again. Let's say the four horsemen arrive, you know those guys, right now, right here, and they ask you to leave me for them. What are you going to do? They want you to be the fifth horseman. They want me to be the fifth horseman? Yeah. I, well, I don't know how to ride a horse. Uh, I do like horses. I think they're very pretty. Um, I love horses. Um, I wouldn't do anything weird to a horse, but I would definitely ride the horse if I could. Um, can I just have the horse? Actually, is that a is that, that thing? Would be great. I would hope that you 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 know you'd stay with me and we could have a horse. That would be it'd be a little cramped in the bunker, but 
you know, maybe after everything blows over, you know, because Doomsday, Doomsday yeah. is just some, Doomsday could just be a day. We don't have to be down here for three years. We're just, we're prepared mm. for that long. That's right. You yes. know, the apocalypse doesn't have to be very long. Yeah. Um, everyone else after, can die. And it's in the in, ruins, in the ruins, right. we can, we will flourish because we are strong. That's right. We're strong. We've been working out. We've been, you know, we don't do yoga. That's we crap. Uh, all we do is lift tires above our I've heads. Been, I've been punching my guy. I call him my guy. He's my he's my yellow punching bag in mm. the basement. I just nice. I go beat up my guy. I, I do yeah. a little angry face on him, and I just I just yeah. go down there and I just ooh I just get him and uh, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and and you know I'm getting stronger every day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I love doing things. I love working out. Kind of like uh, my one of my favorite workouts is. Uh, Drawing a tunnel on a giant brick wall and just running straight into it as fast as it's I possibly can. It's how you got such strong bones. My nose is as strong as it's ever been. It's it, my my bones. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger is what I've heard, and I've really sort of tested that theory out, and I've come to realize that it's true. Um, just run straight into walls, and your body will eventually just get used to it. It's kind of like muscle memory, you know. Uh, it's like swinging a bat. It's like riding a bike. It's like running into a wall. It's, it's, uh, it's just part of life sometimes. And I think your body is meant to do this. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and what's the next scenario? Do you have more scenarios, please? Okay. I want, so I want more. Bernie Sanders wants to take eighty-five percent of your hard-earned money. Uh, what are you gonna do? Eighty-five uh, percent of my hard-earned money to do what? What is what is this? Mr. Sanders to, uh, trying to, to give accomplish. it to people who've never worked before. Then what's the point of all this doomsday prepping if everyone else gets the same opportunity as me? I don't understand. What the fuck? I don't understand, okay? What the fuck is this whole, like, redistributing bullshit, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, what is what is this crazy nonsense that this Mr. Sanders is trying to pull? I don't understand. Honestly... If Mr. Trump doesn't win re-election, I don't know what I'm going to do. We could always secede. You know, I thought, you know, if Donald Trump, if uh, if he wins a second term, uh, you know, I think we could come out of the bunker. I think, I think it's probably going to be safe from all the cultural Marxism and SJWs of the world. I think a Donald, a Donald Trump presidency, every doomsday prepper out there is looking for a Donald Trump presidency. Okay? Uh, Donald Trump has been... A, he's been a gold mine to all doomsday preppers, all people who want, uh, who are trying to, you know, end the world, or want the world to end. I don't know. We we don't necessarily, yes, we 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 yearn for the end of the world because we know that we will be triumphant. Um, yeah. And uh, right. yes. Okay. So. What else do I have here? I have, um... I'd actually... You know what? I'd like to ask you something. Oh, good. Okay, good. You know, say say I wanted to have kids. You know, say... that. I mean, that's crazy. What? Whatever. Uh, what say... Really, what happens... really cut into the rations. What happens if our daughter grows up and becomes the marvelous Miss Maisel and does cringe comedy for a wide audience? Hmm? What if she becomes Nanette? Hmm? Starts we, talking about her feelings on stage? We would have no choice but to publicly disown her. You know, that's really all we could do. You know, we're good parents. You know, we don't 
you know, we want the best for our child, but there's nature versus nurture there, and clearly that that that's something that was just flawed. In clearly, that child we just didn't beat the with. shit out of her enough. Clearly, we just didn't. You know, we just didn't. We didn't. We weren't strong enough. You know. Then, yeah. But on the flip side, you know, because two genders, obviously. <laughs> um, what if our son becomes a coder who creates a search engine for rich pedophiles? I'd say that's probably the best case scenario. That's not so not so bad, actually. Now that I think about it, I mean, I wrote this down as a bad thing, but I actually kind of think it's kind of good. Would you would you be upset at a beer maker for making the beer that made an alcoholic run their car into a family? Oh, okay. Hear me out. What if it's a beer, but for rich pedophiles in the Cayman Islands? Again, it's it's the pedophiles you should be upset with. Well, I mean, I sure that that's probably true. Uh, I'm just saying these are the best case scenarios I have for our son. This is. <laughs> This is what I see him I becoming. Can't, I can't wait to be a homemaker or a bunker maker uh-huh. with you. No, it's going to be very good stuff. We're going to make bunkers for our children. We're going to keep them in their own bunkers. Uh, we'll have probably a nanny or I'm some not, sort of I'm, relative I'm not held look, hostage. I'm not looking forward to giving birth down here by myself. No, it's going to be horrible, and I'm going to be... No help. Well, I'll be somewhere. I just don't know where yet. I just, I'm thinking, I don't know... You know, I have to go get supplies, you know, uh, uh, you know, I got to go get a pack of smokes at the store and never come back. I just just ask me another question. Yeah, sure. No problem. I mean, well, what happens? Actually, this is my only question. The only other question. What happens when Trump if Trump loses to Joe Biden? What what's going to happen? What happens to people like us? You know, all these SJWs, these liberals. They hate people like us. They want us to die. They want to take away our guns. They want to take away our exotic animals. They want to take away our sharp cutting knives. They want to take away hamburgers. They want to take away. Uh, they want to take away beer. The liberals hate beer. They they drink these things called martinis. Uh, they drink it with a little pinky out with an olive on a little stick inside of the drink and they drink them and they tip them ever so slightly back and take forever to drink these things they drink I a think, beer like a I regular think it's man easy it's pretty easy we could just ignore joe biden and we can just do our best to stay underground and stay in the bunker and and just stay secure Maybe that's true. It's just going to be a little bit harder with the liberals running things. You know, I, you know, I used to have the freedom to die in a Mad Max kind of world, and now I have the freedom to die in a liberal Mad Max world. And really, it's too, di- it's too much change. It's too much, too much for me. I can't, I can't take it. It's just too much. I've lived, I've lived too long. Let's um get to your recipes. Should should we? Yeah, I, I you know what? I think the recipes are probably good. You know, they're probably it's probably a good time to talk about the I recipes. I think it's what the people need. I it's think it's what they the need, people want. Need, really, they need healing. They need um they need healing. They, they need, need nourishment. They need comfort food. They need things like food. 
to stay alive. They need them. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, you know, these are the things that I've come up with in these bunkers and the, all these times. Well, I've, been, I've been enjoying it. You know, it. I've oh, been a bunker. It's been so good. I've been a bunker head my whole life. You know, my parents, I was born in Area 50. Uh, it's, it's pretty close to the other one. And they've been, they, they, I had me in a shelter. No hospital, no midwife, no cutting the umbilical cord. They actually fed the umbilical cord to me. Um, they had to, they actually, as a baby, they made me figure out how to make the umbilical cord into a tasty snack. Otherwise, I would die. So I've been learning to deal survival. with survival my whole life. You know, I didn't have a, I never had anything given to me. Even that umbilical cord I had to work for. So <laughs> these these recipes, these are this is this is years in the making. This is this is just expertise at its most finest. This is gourmet doomsday prep food, okay? This is the kind of food that you get you don't get this from nowhere else, okay, folks? So listen up, okay? My first recipe of the day is what I like to call a little salt of the earth. You know, we get a little salt, we get a little dirt, get a little water, get a little garlic powder, pepper, little chunks of ham. Spam preferred. Spam is the superior ham. It is the most salty. Mix in some mayo, some mustard, some goat's milk. If you can't find goat milk, however, it's a little bit pressed for uh, resources around these times. Uh, find some breast milk somewhere. Yeah, just find it. Just, just find some breast milk. And uh, hair of the dog. I mean, like, hair of the dog. Like, find a dog. Or whatever animal you might have. You might birds, uh, tarantula, uh, capybara, maybe. A little meerkat or something. Just find a piece of hair and just put it in there. Just put a little, several hairs for taste, of course. You put all that in a pot. And you stir for about 40 minutes. I mean, aggressive stirring. I mean, like, you gotta be there the whole time. This isn't like noodles on a pot where you just let it sit there and boil and stir it every couple times, every few minutes or whatever. No, you got to be straight up stirring this for 40 straight minutes. You get strong. <laughs> you get strong. Your arm, your right arm, your left arm, you work out both arms. Okay, after that, you strain the stuff. Okay, you find a colander, a strainer, whatever you call it. And you strain that shit and put it in a baggie and shake it for about 20 minutes. And just like... Just like I told you, when you were uh, when you were stirring it for forty minutes, I need you to shake this for twenty minutes, straight. I just you can no breaks. Don't worry about your hands. Don't worry about your arms. Don't worry about being tired. Be a man, okay? Shake the bag, all right. And then you let that sit for about two hours in the heat in the sun, and let the flavor marinate into the ham chunks. And there you have it. You have salted the earth. You have salted the earth. With fine dining, with ham, with spam, actually. It really, preferably it really with spam. fortifies me. I feel like I'm being preserved by the salt. It's amazing. Yeah, salt, it's a great tool for staying alive and maintaining healthy weight and blood pressure. You know, a good amount of salt never hurt nobody, okay? We never worry about salt, especially okay. around these times. What about, um, what about my favorite? Which one is your, uh, ah, your favorite. I know this one. <laughs> this one is 
one of my favorites. It's called Weenie Bikinis. What a f- just so fun. Just See, fun. What a fun name. See, Doomsday doesn't have to be all doom and gloom like it says in the name, okay? You come up with creative things and your your partner, your wife, your, your friends, they all think you're smart and they think, wow, this is who I've been spending all my time with. What an amazing cook. The weenie bikinis, it's very simple. You take a hot dog, okay? Any hot dog, it doesn't matter. It could be a sausage, whatever. Cut it in half. Cut the hot dog in half. Cut it. Put the beans inside the dog. Like, put the, put you know, lima beans or baked beans, whatever kind of bean you Garbanzo. have. Garbanzo. Garbanzo beans, my favorite bean. Uh, put Put it inside the hot, like, push it in the hot dog. Or maybe cut a little hole and put the bean in there. You know, kind of like that. Then, wrap a small piece of tortilla around where you put the beans to hide them for modesty. You know, like a bikini. You know, to keep the tortilla together, though, use Gorilla Glue for a tight seal. Elmer's glue will not cut it. Uh, Gorilla Glue is definitely... You can put it in your mouth. You can put it on your hands. Press them together. It's fine. You put it in your mouth. You won't get stuck. It's you, you, Your mouth... Your mouth is the most, uh, it's it's uh, it's like the most absorbent organ or something. It it's like it's fine if you put bad things in there because it grows back. So don't worry about, you know, gorilla glue on your tongue. It's fine. Savor it. Savor the gorilla glue. Have you remember the last time you had glue, when you were in kindergarten? You ate that Elmer's glue. See, that was kid stuff. This this is the big boy, big boy league, major leagues over here. With the weenie bikini. So cut the hot dog. Put the beans in half. Put the beans in the half hot dog, I should say. Wrap it around with the tortilla. Like, make the little bikini. Put the top. And then tape. And then glue it together with Gorilla Glue. And you have yourself a weenie bikini. Um, next, uh, next one we have is called simply leg. Okay? Find a leg. Get it a little warm. Slap some fishnets on those bad boys and put it in a box that says fragile and enjoy. That one was called leg. You can find leg pretty much anywhere. Uh, depends on whose legs you're trying to eat, but, you know, it pretty much works for any for any kind of leg. Uh, just, you know, like I said, slap some fishnets on it, put it in a box, says fragile. You got yourself leg there. Okay. We got a couple more here. We're going to get through this. Don't worry. Uh, this next one is real short. It's called Dip Dinner. This one is called Dip Dinner. Nothing but dips. And you dunk the tips of your fingers in some sauces for a while. And that one's pretty good. But, you know, not very you know, filling. Variety is the spice of life. Exactly. Find all the sauces you have. You have ketchup, mayo, uh, catsup, mustard, barbecue, uh, barbecue um, ranch. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all the that's all the sauces. You can make a sauce out of butter. You can make a sauce out of butter. Butter is a sauce. Don't worry about it. So that was dip dinner. Okay. We only got a couple more for you. But this one is called bone appetite. Or is it appetite? I don't really I don't really know how to say that one. I think it's appetite. Bone appetite. So for bone appetite, you dig up dead animal bones. Obviously, the animal can't be alive. It would be kind of weird. Um, put them in a pot with some boiling water. 
Boil for about 20 minutes while adding salt vigorously. Strain the bones, put back in the pot. Add SPF 70 lotion. A little bit of fancy feast cat food and a small bit of rat poison. Reason for the rat poison, it really kills the bacteria in your stomach. It's very good for digestion. And ooh la la, you're loving it. That one was bon appetit. Bon appetite. One, I'm not that sure. That one cured my depression. That one cured depression. You know, I've heard from some that meat diets cure depression. I've heard that bon appetit actually cured depression from my wife here, Daisy. Uh, really amazing stuff. That was just something that I just came up with the other day. Uh, you know, I had uh, my, our, uh, you know, we won't get into that. And finally, the last recipe uh, that I will leave you with you here today, Doomsday Preppers, Doomsday Preppers. This one is called a fun ghoul gabagool. Find any deli meat. If you can't find deli meat, uh, just slice a little bit of yarn off. No, don't worry about that. Dry leaves. You can find those outside. All the trees are dead. And berries from that tree you're not sure about. From that that bush some they're nearby bush of berries you don't really know what they are but you definitely want to put them in the fun ghoul gabagool yep that's part of the mystery you know that every fun ghoul gabagool is going to be a little bit different you know depending on what kind of magical bush you have nearby you you know that's going to be your own kind of little you know sort of local thing you know and then after you add the berries you dry leaves your deli meat you find Jimmy Hoffa's remains. Go to the New Jersey shore and stare out at the sea for a while. Go to the corner store and buy some buy some cream-filled donuts. And add that together in a bowl and mix it together and add salt to flavor and there you go. You got fun ghoul gabagool. You know, you're, you're thinking to yourself that, well wow. Well-rounded. It's I, robust. It's robust. It makes you feel like you're, like you're a part of something, like you're a part of the Soprano family. Maybe you're like you're. Oh, I just love that show. I just love The Sopranos. I just you know it sucks that the show is over and you know I just I just want to be Tony Soprano, you know I just want to be Gary Cooper, just want to be the strong and silent type, but I'm not. In fact, you're, I'm a loudmouth dipshit on WBAD radio. You're strong and loud, my my. Honey. I am strong and loud on WBAD radio. Anyway, folks. What are you going to do when that's all the time you have? Hey, that's us. Tune in next time for What Are You Going to Do? I'd like to thank my guests, my wife, uh, Daisy Duke Nukem. Would you like to say anything else, Daisy, before we go? Uh, just everyone be real safe out there. Um, but, you know, not, not all of us are going to make it. So this isn't about all of us. Yeah, and if you feel like you're one of those people that's not going to make it, well, don't fucking bother me about it, okay? You know, go to your doctor. Go to go to somebody that cares, okay? All right, fuck off now. Bye, everybody. <laughs>